welcome back to Calling All Saints, a Nurse Jackie fan cast, a fan cast made by by fans for the fans. I'm your host, Victor. And I'm Darcy. And we'd like to welcome you back again this week to join us for another exciting episode of our favorite nurse and her ongoing trials and tribulations in, in the hospital of Calling All Saints uh, station in New York. Um, once again, we like to make always during a podcast, we like to make a disclaimer. We are not endorsed, supported in any way by Lionsgate, Showtime, or its parent company, CBS Company. So with that out the way, we'd like to get the show started here. Darcy, would like to make the introduction here? Yes. Uh, for maybe first-time listeners, our podcast is called Calling All Saints, where each week we will uh, sift through the episode and share our thoughts and views of the show with all of you. Uh, we hope you join us and hope you enjoy the show. All right. Thank you very much. Now, usually the way our show goes, we try to give you a little bit of news about the uh, podcast here, which we talk about, obviously, Nurse Jackie. And we give you a show title of the upcoming episode, a little show description, and we do our own little recap. And then we close it by doing our likes and dislikes in which we dub those Best Bedside Manner and Malpractice Awards, which means that either go to the best actor or plot that we figure for best bedside manner and who we didn't like or who we thought was real maybe sleazy i guess for lack of a better term go our male practice awards so without out the way we like to get into the news okay now this week we checked out the ratings this week uh, this week rating was a zero point uh nine zero million uh viewers this week i'm sorry i'm getting a little out of off there um for the half an hour was only about a 0.3 for the total and it scored a 0.2 for the 18 to 49 demographic which is still holding steady from last week but the ratings are down for the total viewers which was up to six oh excuse me about 0.611 million viewers last week and it was up for the half an hour about a 0.4 it would turn so um rain is a little down a little bit here so i don't know exactly what was going on that week was there any um particular thing far as like maybe sporting event that happened that monday or not what do you think darcy i don't know i think um reading on some of the the um blogs they people are saying that the season's off to a slower start and I don't know. We'll we'll just have to follow through with the season and see how it goes. Yeah, we we seem to. I don't know. The last time we did last podcast, we talked about maybe the maybe one of the writers that articles that we read maybe Showtime didn't promote the show enough as they did uh, the first previous seasons. So maybe that might have something to do with the low ratings. Yeah, it could it could definitely have something to do with the low ratings. I see that. Uh, Showtime online, their website, they're doing uh, different giveaways. I think I mentioned that last uh, podcast. So if you haven't already, please enter because they're giving away all kinds of Nurse Jackie stuff. So go ahead and enter online. Yeah, definitely. Um, we want to support the show. And we want, if this is your favorite show as well as ours, you want to try to keep the show on air. So we want to help them out the best we can, hence why we're doing a podcast here, as you can see. So we, we definitely um, are behind supporting the show and trying to get those viewers up there as possible. So we'd like to go on further on. Um, if you go onto our website, which I forgot to mention, that is, is callingallsaints.blogspot.com. I put up the news as I gather it and post it to our uh, blog each and every day. And a couple of articles that we came across was uh, 
doctor was talking about recent scenarios from the episode Game On, which was the first premiere episode. Um, if you if you notice back, if you saw the episode, there were a couple of patients in there that that they were talking about that the real life scenarios of these actions what would happen to these people were among the the little boy who happened to want to see his nose and stuck to fear, uh, mirror up his nose and wanted to see his um, brain, which uh, one of the doctors said that can really, really actually uh, really hurt someone or kill them and possibly and cause some type of neurological damage if someone actually did that. Yeah, I read that too. You know, definitely, hopefully, you know, kids obviously stick things up their nose, um, you know. Well, the only thing you really hope that your kid do is maybe your finger. Yeah, that hopefully, but... Um, <laughs> Even then, you don't really want that. No, you don't want that either, but, you know, um, we know it, it, it could cause major bleeding and infections and stuff like that, so... Yes, and another thing where there there was a young man who came in who suffered from a a, t- a ton of books falling upon him, and it went on to say that an injury such as that could actually call the heart arrhythmias and kidney failure. As uh, far as a patient who was brought into hospital for such things, so that could be a very dangerous uh, thing to happen to someone. Yeah, and obviously if being crushed by uh, a large. Ton of books. Of, yeah, well, large weight anyway. So. Yeah, and then obviously in that episode it was on on him for quite a while, so unfortunately it caused his death. So. Right. The article even went on to touch on about Jackie's uh, Percocet habit, how it could get worse over time, and we all know that what you know using drugs for more than what their intended purposes for can cause harm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the next article we'd like to go into uh it was an interview by one of the co-producer and, and co-creators of the show, Liz Brixis. Uh, turns out that any uh, that she was at a Glad um, Awards um, um, meeting or benefit, and she was was asked about how the characters were portrayed upon the show, and she went on to say that. They they were they weren't trying to break ground of anything. They were just doing and integrating uh, people who just happened to be gay in an organic way into the show, and not you know going on with I guess the typical stereotypes we may see on gay people on these type of shows, portraying them in bad light. Yeah, I think it's really good how they you know inter- they mix in Coop's two moms and uh, and Thor. Uh, being gay and and definitely I you know that's not the highlight of their character right it's and not, sometimes yeah. in the shows unfortunately um, that's gay. the highlight of the their character is that they're gay but obviously in Nurse Jackie that's not the case so it, it is a fresh um, something fresh anyways right the one thing that I would want to point out to people who who happens to be gay or uh, living that lifestyle, so to speak, you never have to really worry about that because I, I read an interview that was done between Liz Brixis and Linda, Linda Wallum, who was also a co-producer, co-creator of the show. Uh, they were, it was on a, to give you information, it was on after Ellen.com. And it turns out that uh, Liz and Linda were former lovers. Oh, Yes. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, they were former lovers. They were asked about how did they become writing partners, partners, excuse me. 
and uh, one of, I, I, I don't know, they didn't have the exact quote who it came from, but it said that they were girlfriends and they used to used to date uh, long before, and they worked on three to four other projects before Nurse Jackie. And it turns out that they, even after their relationship ended, they remain uh, writing partners. And we got the show Nurse Jackie here. Oh, that's wonderful. So never have to worry about any um, any deflammatory kind of gay statements being portrayed on the show unless they're just trying to maybe uh, showing how bad that is for people to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good thing we never you, that kind of thing like you just said is never sexual orientation is never the center stage of their character they're multi multi dimensional uh, yeah dimensional i believe i'm trying to say yeah so you never have to worry about that so without the way we like to go into the show recap all right well episode uh three called uh play me uh, much to Jackie's surprise, Kevin's younger sister, Toonie, shows up in the girls' bedroom, freshly hungover and tragically heartbroken after being dumped by her pilot boyfriend. On their way to work, Jackie tells Eddie she thinks Kevin installed Toonie to monitor her in the wake of his uh, intervention. Lenny prepares Zoe a romantic picnic lunch only to crack her tooth when she bites into a sandwich where he's hidden a key to his house. Uh, Zoe talks things over with God, who set up a makeshift piano bar in the ambulance bay. At the hospital, a Jewish, excuse me, Jewish Orthodox husband fights with his in-laws to have his critically injured wife move to Beth Israel for necessary for a necessary operation. Later, Bedlam insures in, ensues. I'm sorry, in the ER when the two street meat vendors are brought in after a comically brutal turf war. Okay. So if we get into the episode here, we start off with um, in the kitchen of Jackie's home and her and Kevin are Jackie's making breakfast and Kevin comes in and we see Jackie is actually drinking tea, which uh, Kevin noticed that she's not drinking her usual coffee that she's trying to seem like she's trying to make things normal back to that to throw off Kevin's suspicion, I would suspect. I would far too. As, yeah, as far as that goes. But we all know during that scene, we see Jackie, when his back is turned, taking a hit, as I like to call it, as far as her little uh, pick-me-up for the morning. So, <laughs> yeah. So she needed a little added extra with her tea, it would seem. Yeah, absolutely. So next we go upstairs, and we happen to get our first glimpse of Aunt Toonie here. She's sleeping in the bed with one of the girls uh, in the room. It appears that she spent the night uh, that night. Yeah, it's cute. Jackie opens the door and sees the pack of cigarettes and earrings and looks up, and there she is. Now, it turns out the reason why Toonie spent the night is that Toonie's boyfriend broke up with her, the pilot of, of last episode, of which we found out that she was dating at the time. And he broke up with her via text message, which has seemed to be the norm for some people to in relationships. It was seen in modern-day technology <laughs> used. Not the best way, no. but it happens to be a very popular way. Well, I guess to try to avoid confrontation or uh, see the person face, that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. So next we have, we find, we during this scene, we kind of find out that Toonie's a little uh, potty mouth, I like to call her, I yeah, guess you could say. She's a, she's a potty mouth. Yeah, she definitely doesn't miss word. I was kind of I was kind of taken aback that she was talking like that in front of girls, but uh, it was one of those funny things that she was just... Cursing up a storm in front of the girls, and the girls were just loving it. It was seen. So yeah, Kevin 
tried to get her to watch her mouth, but that didn't work. So it wasn't. Yeah, I like to call. If I heard the term, it wasn't the kid's first time to the barbecue. I don't think so. <laughs> so. And it wasn't uh, the first time for Toonie crashed in the girls' girls' room during the night. Yeah, she turns out that she um, she tends to spend the night and then she's out by the morning, so they never really know that she was even there. So it's not yet yeah, not her first time at the barbecue. No, she lets herself in with her own key. <laughs> that okay. that I find still a little odd that um, we're in the third season and we've never heard of her before. I believe it was a convenient way to bring uh, a new character in. Character in, yeah. You know, we we won't really truly question the writer's motives, but we just figured it was just something to do here to bring new characters in. So next, we see Jackie and Tooney having a conversation, and Tooney agrees with Jackie. Well, I don't want to say agree, but she interjects, or she feels as if the the intervention that they planned last season was a rude act. And she's definitely on Jackie's side as far as the intervention goes. Well, she seems like she's on her side. Um, I don't know as the season plays out if she's really on her side or at least she's trying to make Jackie think so. Yeah, she's, I mean, well, she agrees with it because she said during the, during the scene that she, that she agreed that Kevin was overreacting to the problem. And she also mentioned that her mother Kevin, her and Kevin mother just happened to have a drinking problem also. So it's not the first time that uh, Kevin uh, had a had a family member that had problems with uh, drug addiction. Use. Yeah, addiction. That yeah. is unfortunately so. And Tooney also mentioned the fact and asked Jackie, would it be OK if she stays there? Because she gave up the lease to her apartment, oh, yeah, so she yeah. needed a place to stay. Yeah, she gave up her lease because she was going to move in with the boyfriend. Right. So, you know, Jackie, you can look on Jackie's face and see she really reluctantly agrees to this. Um, this uh, couple days stay is what she told Jackie. Can I stay a couple days? Right. So what could she? What else could she say? Well, Jackie, you know, we know Jackie. She don't like too many people horning in on her life. That's because she's got her drugs stashed everywhere. She doesn't want anybody else finding them. <laughs> well, that well, we don't know what kind of uh, things Miss Tooney's into. We know she like uh, Jägermeisters, so we know she likes to drink. Oh yeah, she likes to drink. So, so we don't know if she likes to do any other type of partying as well. But next we open up, we see Jackie and Eddie walking on the street having a conversation. And we still see they're having trouble defining exactly where their relationship is going to go from uh, all the things that came out. Far uh, Eddie finding out that she was married and um, him being lied to doing that the whole time while they were together. And also his thing uh, as far as having a friendship with Kevin. Yeah, it's definitely an uncomfortable spot in their relationship, so... Right, because we'll we, because Jackie is telling Ellie, Eddie, excuse me, um, about the trouble she's having at home, and Eddie is very sympathetic because he still has feelings for, for what I'm seeing, and and he just gets to a point that he realized that he just can't be around her and just hearing her problems without feeling anything and things getting complicated because of th- their past. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, he's easily sucked sucked in right so he's definitely it's going to be interesting to see how they if they can be friends or obviously eddie and kevin are friends so they're going to have to try to work something out so i think it's just a picture of kind of an odd spot in their relationship right now yeah but i feel as if that their relationship is going to involve going to 
evolve into a more of a friendship than it is was before than it was romantically. Yeah, the, so far this season they've pretty much stayed on. Uh, there's not a ho- lot of hostility, um, you know. No. So I mean, there's definitely. I think. Uh, I think you're right. They're they're just going to end up having a a friendship. Right. But during the scene where they walk, they see it's a piano that's happening to be left on the street that says, play me. Now, I don't I don't know about you guys, but I don't usually <laughs> see random pianos just sitting on the street. Yeah, that was I, a little odd. It was it was really nicely painted. Right. <laughs> well, we also come to find that um, we get a glimpse of God, not the real God, but the mentally ill patient from last season. Or was he on was he in season one? I don't, I thought he was on season one. He was the guy that lived across the street that would holler, right? Holler things out the window by passerbys. Right. He was pretty hilarious guy. Um, we see that, uh, God, cause we, I, he never really was given a true name beyond as far as I know. If anybody happened to know if it was, you can, uh, correct me on that. I have a problem, but I, I feel odd just referring to him as God. But It uh, is odd, but they have, you know, in the show, that's what they refer to him as too. So, right. Um, he just ends up uh, looking at the piano, picking up the chair, piling up, and taking it. Yep. He starts scooting it along. So after that, uh, we turn out. We go back to the hospital again, and we see two street vendors brought in. One just happened to be burned. Another one was stabbed with a kebab skewer. <laughs> These guys were, I believe, they were arguing over a street corner. Yeah, they were arguing over street corner and when they brought him in i found it funny that uh dr o'hare says uh hasn't everybody hasn't everyone fought over a street corner so right that's funny yeah it was a little joke in there but it's it's one of those things i guess in the hospital i've heard of weird stories of uh, people coming in and things you know weird injuries happen to them i guess it's pretty amazing thing you see in the hospital well in the er especially right so that's you know, neither one of us are um, work in the medical field, but uh, my mom works at a hospital. Sometimes you, you know, hear about weird, weird things going on in the ER. Right. But also during the hospital, during this busy hospital day, that is, we see a young Jewish man whose wife is brought in from injury. I don't think they ever said exactly what was wrong, but it was very, very, very serious. And he seems to be upset because he wanted, as we mentioned in the plot, that he wanted his wife to move to an Orthodox hospital instead and not. Um, treated in the hospital. Yeah, at All Saints. Right. He, he wanted her treated at Beth Israel, and uh, her parents don't agree because it's, she's got internal injuries. I believe what happened was she fell down a um, six-foot cellar, and she's suffering internal bleeding, and they need to find out where the bleeding's coming from. Okay. And it's really difficult um, and crucial not to move a patient when you don't know where the bleeding's coming from. But because of religious views and beliefs, they he wants her moved to Beth Israel and treated by their doctor. Right. So it's an argument between her parents and him. They don't ever show her. No, she never... You I know, mean, you, well, right. You see her well then, but she, she, it's not like she had any speaking lines because she was unconscious at the time. No, and, and it comes down to, you know, the situation in the show um, about, you know, who Jackie's going to try to help, I think, was what it comes down to, the parents or, or her husband. So Right. 
So next we we see that All Saints is losing all this religious statues for some odd reason that the church <laughs> has not been consecrated since the 70s, <laughs> which means that wherever it is, it's not holy ground anymore. It's it, to where the church now is considered more commercial now. Yeah, and, and the priest says to um, Acolytus that, um, weren't you here in 78 and you know, it was put off and postponed and put off and postponed. And you've had the, the statues 30 years more than you should have. Right. So it, it's a pretty comical exchange between the two of them, bureaucratic tape and that kind of thing. And her trying to trying to bluff him, you know, to, to get the statues to stay. Right. She uh, bluffs him with the uh, line that she knows Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah, that she's willing to call. Once again, we find her little obsession with the first lady coming into play again here yeah definitely she's definitely got a little odd obsession with michelle obama so i kind of wonder are they trying to campaign to uh get michelle maybe on the show or something here that's what i thought too i i you know maybe she has a little clip later on the season we don't know about so it should be interesting to see well that could be used as a ratings kind of ploy to get people to watch if they can if they can kind of get michelle on the show that would definitely be a coup for them yeah but we we i guess we just have to wait and see because nothing leaked out if she did the show everybody sworn to secrecy obviously for that sort of reason yeah because you can't you don't want to leak that out too quick but i never heard of her appearing as herself on any type of uh, shows of anything far as um sitcoms or anything like that so well hopefully we'll be pleasantly surprised maybe she will be show a little um make a little appearance later on in the season so yeah it's not that unusual because nancy reagan um appeared on different strokes during the episode but it was uh to help her say no to drugs campaign during the 80s right so, so it's not unusual so maybe let's hope she probably shows up it would be quite a um thing to see to see the first lady on our show here yeah it would so next we see zoe and Lenny having a little romantic lunch again outside which they like to do it was seeing they like to spend a lot of time together and Lenny surprised Joy with her favorite little sandwich. Yeah. Tuna, tuna on, on raisin, raisin bread. bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I like the little uh, champagne or wine glasses with the Dr. Pepper, and she's swishing the Dr. Yeah, Pepper Yeah, she's around. doing it like, a, yeah, like she's tasting wine or something. <laughs> Very good. I mean, Lenny tries. He's trying. He's trying really hard. Trying mm-hmm. really hard. But it turns out when she bites the sandwich, there's a key hidden in it, and she ends up chipping a filling in the process. <laughs> he He's trying to be romantic, you know. I think he stated he's seen it on a movie. Yeah. So he's, like I said, the man, He is hard in the right place. He's just really trying really too hard to try to get this thing going. Well, and, and it's funny because if I'm not mistaken, in last season, she was more of the needy one than him. I don't know. I no, thought that. No, she was brushing him off really the whole time before she finally agreed to to date him. Yeah, to well, or, uh, yeah. let's say uh, get romantic. Okay, <laughs> with him. We'll just leave own. it at that. Yeah, she before she decided to get romantic with him. Um, she's she was she, she she was putting off from the first episode. She didn't want to have anything to do with them during yeah. the first episode. She didn't want to have anything. I mean, totally give him total brush off. Hmm. 
But uh, obviously, and I think in some cases, he seemed to be taking her notes from Jackie, the way she treats, kind of treat guys sometimes. So. Well, yeah, she's taking notes from Jackie on everything, it seems, this season. So Right. So next we see oh, Jackie and O'Hara sitting outside and having, a, I guess, a little strategy meeting about the guy we mentioned earlier, the orthodox uh, gentleman. And they're trying to figure out the best way to handle dealing with the family and trying to treat the lady that's his, treat his injured wife, that is. But it turns out the the guy is really he. I mean, the family disagrees with his. The woman's parents disagree with the moving of the young lady to another hospital. They want her to be treated there because obviously they're very concerned for their daughter' health. But the husband turns out to be very adamant that he want his wife moved. But it turns out they're they're not they're a different part of that religious set. I believe they are Jewish, and mm-hmm. I guess part of what set he belongs to. Um, didn't believe in the medicine being his wife being treated in that hospital so he wanted her move but the parents were more or less saying hey if they can save her life then we want her to stay and do what they possibly can they definitely didn't want to put their their child in jeopardy yeah he was very adamant that um even though they didn't her parents don't agree with their their way of life that's that's what she chose and he's he's trying really hard to to talk for his wife and speak for her so right so obviously because he can't speak for herself yeah but i mean it it wasn't that the family the her parents weren't jewish because if i noticed the the her father was wearing a yarmulke as well so it wasn't that i think there maybe it was some type of separate um jewish set or or orthodox set i I don't know it was kind of i don't know the whole I, you know, obviously, like you said, they didn't want it to chance her having anything go wrong because with internal bleeding, it's very dangerous to move a person. So, and right. I know he's trying to, you know, respect her wishes and his as well and have her move. So it's one of those complicated, you know, family situations where, of course, unfortunately, the medical staff gets put in the middle so right so we see jackie goes out and after having a conversation with the family that is she goes out and asks lenny uh for help to move the wife to another uh hospital but lenny's out on another call and said that he's duty bound to follow procedure and do the call that he's already uh, responsible for or responded to yeah that really pissed her off so she had to go in and call 911 which I mean, you get the the ironic part of calling nine one one from a hospital. hospital emergency room, <laughs> right? So after that, we see Jackie and her yet all too familiar scene, as we always know her going and in, sneaking into the bathroom and taking another hit. Yeah, aka <laughs> drugs for you Percocet. kids. <laughs> Percocet. Yeah, for you for you non street knowledge people, that's drugs. <laughs> so. Mm. As we see, the repossession of the statue is continuously. We see the the priest that comes in and who announced the um, excuse me the repossession of the hospital that he's putting little stickers, I believe, on what statue is to be moved. Yeah, and uh, Gloria asks what's going to happen to them, and they're gonna go. They're gonna put them in a warehouse and on Staten Island is what he says. Then what? I mean, if they're not even going to be used, then why would they even need to be moved? It's all about bureaucratic tape. I think it was a big um, situation in the show that they did this because that's part of her job. She's been there like 30-some years, and all a lot of her 
um, job in the hospital is about bureaucratic tapes. So she's getting a little taste of her own medicine, I think, is what they were trying to prove in that that scene uh, with the priest because she's getting a little back that she usually is given. Right. So, so next we have a scene where Jackie schools Sam on how to handle patients who are disturbing the ER. And we see, like I said, we see him get schooled on how to handle things. So, and next we see God setting up shop downstairs, setting up his piano bars we mentioned in the show description. <laughs> that he kind of moved off the sidewalk and then he goes down in the elevator and gets a little upset when the guys in the elevator try helping him move it. So Right. So next we go into, we see a familiar face from last season, the drug dealer shows up that Jackie stole the pile, that big pile of drugs she stole from who was having an epileptic seizure and she happened to go through his pockets and found a huge pile of um, some type of, uh, I don't know, is it Percocets maybe, that blue drug that she took Yeah, that's him? the Percocet that she's hooked on. Right. And it turns out this guy was a former drug counselor. Yeah. That he saw that it was more profitable instead of helping people off drugs, it was better to sell them the drugs. Yeah, and push them to hit rock bottom hard. It's a little odd to me that when, you know, they end up in a in a little cafe and he's nodding at these people and Jackie comments, well, you're awful popular around here. And that's where he states, oh, I used to be a drug counselor. And, you know, he's, he goes on to tell his warped story. Right. So and how, yeah, how he used to be a former drug counselor. And it turns out he's not there to collect any money from Jackie. He sees uh, money in her. That, yeah. that, and he, even that he even she went on, even ask him, does she do he in his professional opinion feel that she hit rock bottom? He states, no, you're nowhere close. Nowhere close. And then he gets a Percocet out of his pocket, puts it on the table and pushes it towards her. Right. And she obviously takes set bait. I didn't think she took it. I she thought did, she did. No, she didn't take it. She oh. she said, uh, I have to go. I have to go save lives. And she left it there. Oh, I, I thought, okay, well, I was mistaken. Mm. So, okay. So it turns out she, she didn't take it. I thought she did. But. No, I think his reality um, of what he was saying to her really hit home. Be, obviously, she's pretty protected about um, anything that has to do with taking drugs and that kind of stuff. She doesn't ever talk to anybody. And for her to ask him, you know, have I hit rock bottom bottom yet? And then hearing all he had to say, I think it freaked her out. And no, no. So next we see uh, Thor and Cooper having a little meeting, talking about their fantasy football league. And it turns out that Dr. Cooper doesn't know anything about football period at all. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that is a big surprise he doesn't know. But it turns out that um, he wants to do it to try to earn the respect of other doctors in the department. And that his, that I guess they kind of feel that he's less than masculine, that he doesn't really, he's not really um, very good or very knows anything about playing fantasy football. So he, I guess he's trying to win their respect and trying to prove that he's more of a man in front of the other doctors that's in the hospital. Trying to fit in. Right. So it turns out this is not his first time. I guess you could say his masculinity was kind of in question for a guy that had two gay moms growing up. Wasn't a very easy role for him. Yeah, that's what he stated. Right. So we go down into the basement where in God's piano bar, so to speak, we see Joy seeking advice from God, obviously from the mentally ill one, not the not the real God. So and he 
she ends up confessing that she's really crazy about Lenny, but also on the other hand, she kind of wants to kill him at the same time. Yeah, she states, uh, you know, she, she is. She at times is crazy about him, and then other times will stab him in the neck, is what she said. <laughs> so, right. She just wants to slow things down. I think. Right. Take she, it easy. Yeah, she did a little funny line. She's like, "Just need to slow down, son." So yeah. <laughs> she's getting she gets some really good lines. Yeah. So about her. So next we have an opposite. We see Lenny turning to Jackie for relationship advice about Zoe. And it turns out that Jackie ends up telling him that, you know, don't handcuff her. He's coming on too strong and he needs to slow down, son, as she sort of speak to him. Yeah. Give her some space and then she'll come to him is what she what she told him. So. Right. So we still see Gloria on a crusade to save um, her hospital statues her precious hospital statues. No, she managed to save two of them. Right. So. She ends up. Yeah, she ends up. uh uh, saying something about how the statues are part of the architectural integrity of the placement where they are and that's how she gets the other ones to stay yeah so next we have um what is that here as i was saying lenny and zoe have a romantic moment uh down in the basement by the by god's piano bar and lenny tells zoe um you know she, he knows what she wants and, um, you know, he's going to slow things down and, and that kind of thing. So, And at that moment, Zoe tells him that she doesn't have that desire to stab him in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gloria busts in and finds everybody having down little, there. Yeah, the, having a little party. Yeah. I liked her reaction to Zoe. <laughs> really? Really? Right. And then you see Gloria taking her little stab at the piano. Yeah. Yep. So maybe she had, I guess maybe as, maybe as a child she maybe had piano lessons because she seemed a little rusty while she was playing it. Yeah. So we come to our final scene. Back at the bar. You notice how these episodes are ending back at the bar. Episode starts with Jackie in the home or the family in the home and then they end. With the family at the, the bar. bar. So the girls are seemingly happy about the news about their Aunt Toonie staying with them. Yeah, the girls like, she's fun. You know, she's that fun aunt that, you know, uh, swears in front of them and talks about drinking and that kind of stuff and partying. And she's their fun aunt. So, right. Sure. Now, I know Kevin breaks the news to her about Toonie staying there, but it's funny that Jackie wanted to have a surprise reaction when she already knew that Toonie was going to be staying. But I, maybe she was surprised by the length of time in which she was going to stay. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she had asked her for a couple of days and then Kevin said a couple of weeks. So I think that was the surprise. Right. It was because I was like, wait a minute. Why would she act surprised about the situation where it seemed like she should already already know? So it just it kind of threw me off. Like maybe she was maybe it's like I said, maybe it was the length of time that they were um, Kevin was telling her because it was it went for a couple of days to a couple of weeks. So maybe that was it. Yeah. So Jackie is up telling uh Kevin that Eddie got the job at the hospital so we're trying to the lives are being set up in the place there yep gotta have that in place so during that mention of Eddie Tooney happens to chime in and say oh Kevin is that the guy you want to meet wanted me to meet so it appears that Kevin is playing matchmaker yeah this should play out to be interesting to see Eddie and Tooney possibly right and next we obviously we can tell that Jackie is none too happy about the news no not at all so we're going to have to see how that little love connection between Eddie and Tooney plays out. 
Yeah, that should be interesting. I know Jackie's not loving that idea, so obviously. So as we get into it, we get to our closing of the show with the best bedside manner. And worst bedside manner. So are you ready? (laughs) Not really, but you go ahead first with your best bedside manner. Best bedside manner, I'm giving it to the drug dealer. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going there, people. Every time, I'm going to shock you. Yeah, I mean, unless it's some, I, I'm that's your off. best bedside manner. Because yeah, he's thinking like a businessman. That man's pure crazy. Look, first he he could have came in and did the typical thing, trying to intimidate her, constantly jumping in, like we've seen in the past, um, like other series where, hey, give me my money, I want my money right now. He could have, we could have went there, but he didn't. He looked like you know what, I would instead of trying to chase you down for the money that. Maybe I lost. I could probably make more money off you by making you a customer. Yeah, he's crazy. See, but that's where I'm going with it because I like it didn't go with that typical intimidation factor thing and trying to squeeze the money out of him. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm just pop up and squeeze the money out. Y'all want my money? It, it didn't go there. It went total opposite. You didn't. You didn't. Th- you would never think that the guy instead of chasing her for the money that he would turn her into a customer. Well, he sees that she obviously is uh very desperate because he she stole all those drugs off a man who was having an epileptic seizure so that's pretty low so yeah he can gain to make quite a bit of money off of her but he's still crazy well and that goes to my worst bedside manner i think i'm gonna give it to lenny because like joey said he needs to slow down son slow down and i'm the opposite Okay, well, give I'm going to I'm going to start with okay. my worst my my worst male practice award. I'm going to start with and I gave it to Zoe because Lenny's trying really hard and she being a crap. No, oh, like she said, slow down, son. I can't emphasize that enough. You you moving too fast. I just think she you know, she just no. Nah. She gets the best the worst bedside manner for me this time. So, for my best bedside manner, I'm giving it to Thor because he, even though Dr. Cooper has treated him like crap, like he treats everybody, Thor was the bigger man and is helping him with his fantasy football. And uh, Well, Thor also thinks he's cute, so, I mean, come on. Well, Thor thinks he's cute, but I, you know, I like the scene where he was like, you're $5,000? You're you're putting five thousand dollars into this, and you're bribing me with a Quiznos uh, combo meal. Yeah, it turns out that you have to put up five thousand to buy yourself into the fantasy sure. football league. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know oh, that people know- charge that. Oh yeah, you can make some money off of that oh, fantasy I didn't, football. I never. Well, I'm not a betting man, folks, so I wouldn't know. So I don't know. I don't even really like going to casinos, to be honest. So I don't. You know, it's it's not one of those things I would be very knowledgeable because I'm not football sports oriented, even though I'm a guy. So yeah. so if you want to. Uh, take some guy points off on me. That's fine. I just never. I mean, I played football a little bit. Even broke my arm playing football. But um, yeah, you're I never, not a book fan, though. Yeah, I'm not regularly your regular sit by the TV Sunday kind of watch the kickoff kind of guy. So well, I just think looking back, that may have been one of the episodes that he had more time uh, right. in the episode. So I just thought the whole 
little um, interaction between the two was pretty funny. And um, so that's who mine went to. Okay. Well, there we go. That's what I said. We we it, it, we try to keep these um, best bedside manners and worst bedside manners or malpractice um, awards interesting because it just show you what we how we interpret each episode differently. So yeah, it, keep things interesting. Do. So next we come to our little closing. So as usual, we like to thank you all for listening to the episode and downloading. And those who have made comments on our Facebook page, we'd like to thank those um, as well. We appreciate anybody that like to comment or speak about anything about Nurse Jackie episodes. Feel free. You can find us anywhere. Oh, you can find us, excuse me, not anywhere, but you can find us at callingallsaints.blogspot.com. That's callingallsaints at blogspot.com. And our email address is callingallsaints, all one word, at gmail.com. That's callingallsaints at gmail.com. And then you can find uh, us on Facebook as well, Nurse Jackie Fancast, Calling All Saints. And... um, Twitter and J Fancast. You can catch us on Twitter. Just tweet us. Follow. Right. As usual, we like to ask people, as always, if any comments, any type of thoughts you want to share with us, feel free to at any day or night because that's what email does. It doesn't have a time limit. So just um, hit us up there and give us your thoughts because we're always appreciative anybody that make any comments and we will respond as soon as we possibly can. Absolutely. So, Thanks so. so much. So. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and we ask, please, 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 please spread the word. Tell friends. If you know anybody happens to be a fan of the po- uh, well, not of our podcast, well, we're hoping they would be fans, but if you if you are a fan of Nurse Jackie, that you tell other people about the show, and hopefully um, we we hear from them as well, as well as yourself. So, And like, like Victor already mentioned, I just want to thank uh, our Facebook followers and friends uh, for all the support. And uh, definitely, we, we really thank you. All right. So we're out of here, folks. You be safe out there, and we see you next episode, which happens to be titled Mitten. Mitten. Mitten.